day. T's and C's uh, apply. And, and welcome this evening to Merrill Pick, who's the head of research at Old Mutual Equities within the Old Mutual Investment Group. And we hit record levels today, Merrill, what they call an intraday high, 65,500 on the all share index, and was mostly down uh, to two companies, one called Woolworths, shock horror, and another one called Tencent, which is imminently more yeah. digestible. Talk to me about Tencent first, if you would. Sure. Um, we've seen um, perhaps a bit of um, excitement. There's a, 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 a listing of a, a competitor to TikTok that's happening this Friday, of which um, um, Tencent owns um, a sizable stake. But I suppose even last week, um, technology shares were starting to rally again. And perhaps as we start to see uh, more news of, of, of lockdowns across Europe, across other parts of the world, um, some of those early COVID winners are creeping back into um, the, the top of the top performing list. And um, the more value players, the, the ones that we actually need um, a COVID recovery in order to really unlock um, share performance, they they are stalling. You know, as as um, they they react as the news flow of lockdowns flares up again. Um, so those stocks mm. take a pause, and the the COVID winners, the Netflixes, the Team Saints, um perform. Even even Apple's at record levels today. I mean, I didn't think it could go any higher, and it just did. Um, so yeah, Apple's at record levels, and that feeds into that particular narrative. The company you're talking about, the ten, uh, the TikTok rival in China, in which Tencent has got a stake, is and I'm going to pronou- mispronounce it. A mispronounce it. I can't even mis- yeah. I can't even pronounce mispronounce. Kuai Shu, and it's looking to raise uh, raise a hundred billion rand. Um, it's the biggest IPO since the pandemic. I mean, that in itself yes. is interesting. And with Tencent in as, as an investor and Tencent part owned by Nasbats and Process, they went through the roof again, lifting our, yes. our overall market. Yeah. Biggest IPO, I think, in the tech space since Uber. Um, um, and look, it is, um, it's a specific market. The Chinese market seems to have an appetite for tech stocks. Um, and perhaps this will just be continuing to feed that appetite. But one has to also consider the risk if we look at um, how Chinese government is starting to scrutinize the monopolistic or oligopolistic behavior in some of the, um, well, they've zeroed in on Ant Financial and the payments um, type of businesses. Um, more specifically, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the tech sectors will be exempt um, going forward. There's definitely a sense that there's increased scrutiny um, on the key players in the tech stocks um, and on the business models themselves, um, which, given the lofty multiples um, in the sector, gives me a bit of pause. Okay. So you're concerned, you're concerned about the, uh, the, the, the heat that is happening within that particular sector. One thing that will bring you some relief, I think, is Woolworths. But Woolworths, despite the on- ongoing issues and disaster and overpayment of, uh, of a business in Australia, um, Woolworths Food Division, the most successful part of that business worldwide, continues to perform and outperform and today um, just showed its real value once again. 
Absolutely. The food business shot the lights out. Um, I think every quarter, every trading update, we think that surely this is a, a base that's too high to beat in the following reporting season. And um, absolutely hats off to them. They have built such a um, moat around that business, such a sustainable competitive advantage it's a team. You know, they really have, they really um, strongly own, although maybe not officially and contractually, but they've built such strong relationships with the suppliers into that business um, over you know, 15, 20 years now, but I think it's going to take a long time for the likes of checkers of pick and pay to really compete and make inroads, although clearly they are trying through various of their own um, innovations. I think Woolies was challenged in going into um, the COVID crisis with their online offering, but um, clearly there's still demand for the product, whether it's online or, or, or not, whether online is um, at the cutting edge or not, um, consumers want what they want and they're willing to um, stand in queues at, at Woolies if that's what it requires. The clothing business, however... Yes. Mm. Sorry, no, I just we're, we're talking about clothing in just a moment because it's always been a mess for for Woolworths. But um, what's so interesting about Woolworths and lockdowns is fewer and fewer people going out to restaurants, um, and sure. so therefore, if you're going to spend some money on a treat, well, you're likely to do it at Woolworths more than anywhere else, possibly, um, and you're willing to pay yeah. a premium for that treat because, well, you feel like you need to spoil yourself. Yeah, and I think people are, you know, certainly now we've got, we've retreated into a second wave. And I think they have been a beneficiary um, at that LSM 9, 10 that is probably accustomed to eating out um, quite frequently and now dining in but still wanting quality food. Um, you know, I think they have really probably seen elevated um, volumes and time will tell whether that becomes a sustainable trend of eating in, you know, more often and, and that becomes a habit. Um, I think when people are, I mean, who knows, we've been debating when we will all get a vaccine <laughs> and life can really go back to normal, but um, presumably that point is coming in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, at such time that people are free to frequent restaurants it will be interesting to, to observe whether they can sustain the volume that they've got now. Um, or is there an element of substitution that is in their favor, substitution away from um, be it holidays, be it dining out, um, you know, into eating very well and eating in. Mm. Now, it's going to be interesting. Talk about the clothing division because um, that's often been an albatross, not as, as serious an albatross as Australia has been, um, but yeah. certainly it, it's never been a comfortable fit. <laughs> Thank you. The South African... <laughs> I did that. Um, the South African business, South African clothing business, yes. It's been a... You know, it's had a, it's had a patchy past. It's had moments of really... Um, um, making gross profit margin improvements and putting in systems and putting in processes to just sort of catch up with the retail 101 that competitors were very good at in, in its heyday. Tours, for example, was the standoff on processes and planning. And as Woolies just put some of those things into practice 
um, more than a decade ago, their GP margins improved. However, if you, and that's how they grew their profits. I mean, remember at some stage, this business was, uh, I don't know, now the food and the clothing business are nearly the same size. That was not historically the case. The clothing business was the cash cow um, and the anchor of this group. Um, and now, if you actually look at the sales line, though, they've they had a period of profit growth through margin expansion. But at the, at the top line and at a market share level, market shares have been flat to declining for more than a decade. And they've cycled through, you know, quite a few um, leaders of that um, division. Um, and I suppose Marnie Moritz, who's the most recent MD of cloning, joined out of the Fushini Group. Um, there was quite a long wait for Marnie to join, I think 21 months. And he's only recently joined. Um, so, you know, I doubt that he's had time to really, um, affect the ranges on the, sh- on the shelves, um, on the racks. Um, he promises to turn that business around, but so far the evidence is that they're still lagging peers, the likes of the Fushinix and Mr. Price. And one of the core issues, um, I, 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 I think which they've alluded to several times is that they're trying to, and maybe it's a bit of the David Jones culture creeping in. They've slowly become quite a lot more of a department store trying to offer everything to everyone and confusing the customer. That doesn't seem to have resolved itself. Thank you. Meryl Peck, the head of research at Old Mutual Equities from the Old